And we're back. It's another episode of the Radgers podcast. On a cool, snowy spring night. Even though it's not snowing, we just had snow on the East Coast again. And it looks like more is coming. And then it's going to be 60. Yeah, then it's going to, yeah. Everyone's and then 30 again. Enchantress has the flu bad. She's been in bed like dead. But it's been good for me, for someone who likes to lay in bed. Uh, you know me. I love. I, I could lay. I could stay in bed all day long, all night oh, long. It's so boring. I hate that song. What? That fucking lay around in bed all day. I just want to bang on the drum all day. No, <laughs> the one with the when they wearing the monkey mask and shit. What's his name? Huh? Is it no, Bruno Mars song? I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, it's a song about being lazy. Is this like a like a current pop culture song? I mean current last is like five years ago or something i don't think bruno mars was around five years ago uh, pretty sure he's in his 30s huh i mean alive <coughs> i don't know this song at all oh yeah maybe i'm wrong with whoever sang it but no, i i it's, can't it's, grasp it's, the concept of i get so bored not me how's your mind not go a thousand miles an hour well i got my laptop my ipad my tv with you know all my peripherals plugged into it yeah, but I'm still just laying there. Like, I need to be constant. Like, if I'm on my phone, I still need, like, pace in a circle. <laughs> We're moving all day. It's nice to... I don't understand how I'm so goddamn fat. <laughs> You're not that fat. Come on. Yeah, I'm fairly big for the amount of movement that I do. Well, you're spry. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Enchantress is, 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 in, is bedridden. She has got the flu bad. She's still going to work. Uh-huh. She's a goddamn war, warrior princess, but... Uh, she's got the flu bad, so she is in bed. And yes, last night I stayed there with her. We watched the Phillies because um, the Sixers uh, are re- the Sixers are really good. So they were on the main Comcast or NBC Sportsnet channel, whatever the fuck it is now. Mm-hmm. Flyers are kind of okay too and going to make the playoffs, so they're on the secondary channel. The Phillies got moved to the <laughs> app. Yes, the app is on Fire TV, the Fire Stick. So I was able to watch the game. Uh, and yesterday. I got my first 12-pack of Sam Adams Summer Ale. It finally is out. Even though it doesn't feel like it, it is my favorite like mm-hmm. liquid beverage in the entire universe, and it's out, and um, I'm drinking it right now, in fact. So I just I just laid there with her, took care of her, uh, made sure... Oh, you're she, so sweet. I, well, you know, I do what I can. Mm-hmm. And um, I, we just laid in bed and watched... I felt sick watching the Phillies. Uh, and she... Uh, yeah. God, they're awful tonight, today on the Facebook game. Fucking Nick Williams, Jesus Christ. Oh, is that where it was today? It was on Facebook today, yeah. Because I talked into my mo- remote control and it was confused. Yeah, it, oh. got, it got moved from television to an app to Facebook. So wow. No, so no one gives a shit about the Phillies. Yeah, I, I was watching a uh, Padres game instead <laughs> because I'd rather watch... A team that's two thousand miles away because well, I can't because they got Spanish the, squeezer the, looks uh, like you. That MLB package is free for like a week, so I'm taking full advantage of that. And Spanish squeezer looks like you. 
used to. Now he's all buff and dreads and stuff uh, like that. Freddie Galvis, if you put their face side by side, they look. You just got you got to get the big cheeks. You, and you the big smile. if Freddie Galvis ate at White Castle every day for six <laughs> months. So uh, last night you f- finally saw Ready Player One. Oh, I had a great time. Uh, yeah, uh, Enchantress and Foggy I saw it shit. Uh, opening night Thursday. Came out. Uh, we loved it. Um, I mean, I feel like. And I told you this, you need to read the book. I read it three years ago, and it's still a lot of pieces were there for me. I know you tell me that, but I'm right now I'm still reading a book that I got on the Punic Wars like five years ago. <laughs> now, don't spoil it, because I love an underdog story, and I have a really good feeling these Carthaginians are going to be around for quite some time. But uh, as soon as I finish that, okay, I'll... Uh, well, uh, I loved both. And I, I talked about this with Blake Harris, our friend uh, from, who wrote Console Wars, who was on the show a couple of months ago. Uh, and I said I loved, uh, I, you know, I loved Ernest Klein's book, although I thought the second act lagged a bit, where he they were just going like he was just like mining and farming and searching for, uh, 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 gunting, gunting yes. for. The key, and they would just cram as many references to '80s and early '90s stuff. It's, it was like us, like doing a. It was, it was like basically <laughs> in the second act, he was doing the rad years. He was cramming as many references from the late '80s and '90s. And you know what? I'm gonna go back and read it and just make notes so we have uh, topics for podcasts in the future. Oh. Uh, Does he just? Ram randomly like tangent off into current events for no reason whatsoever. No, he stays pretty. He stays pretty on Ooh. on task. Uh, so yeah, the, the a couple things are different plot wise <laughs> with the book as far as. Um, uh, well, if you, if you think it lags in a book, uh, imagine what that would do in an IMAX theater. You know. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, Spielberg's so. pace. I think he's a good return to form. This was right up his alley. Uh, yeah. And the pace of the movie r- worked really well. It goes fast, and it, it's it's where you need it to be when you need it to be. Yeah. So I would suggest seeing it, you know, before you spend I, all your money I, seeing um, Infinity War a thousand times. Yeah, I I just I had a lot of fun, you know, like I yeah. enjoyed myself. Like it, it was good. Was it your typical? Could you say it was just? I, it was your hero's journey with a bunch of pop culture references and some right. This this is going to win yeah, any, yeah. any any any. But it was fun. Any awards? I mean, it might win some for its graphic design. It was it was basically like an animated movie, uh, mm-hmm. but it's, it's. Well, I made the mistake of reading a review from the New Yorker <laughs> on it. Oh Jesus! And yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> it was funny because I mean, you could tell. All right, I get it, it was. Uh, oh, who's the fucking guy that writes for him? But he, he's like a big French film guy and shit like that. But the way he was breaking it down and just the way he was writing, I'm like, I get it. You have a f- an, a grasp of the usage of wordage. I get it. You're making yourself look smart you by could, tearing down this movie. You could use and, words. Yeah, and at the same time, he's like, "Well, where is all the the artists and all the pop the 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 counterculture of the '80s that was left An- out?" Anthony of this? Lane. You know, if I made a movie about my, it, it's was about it this guy's as Anthony a kid. Lane. Was it Anthony Lane? No, uh, Richard Brody. Brody, yeah. Yeah, Richard Brody. Yeah, it was Brody. Um, like, I grew up then. At the time, I didn't know <laughs> about any artists or. You know the counterculture in the eighties. No, oh, this I was guy would hate our fucking toads. podcast. What's that? This guy would hate our fucking podcast. Oh my god! I was thinking about it the whole time. I'm like, I would like. We have two episodes if it, if on we were fast food. Gitmo, 
Yes, <laughs> where we talk about fast. Oh my! And there's God. some of our most popular episodes. So go fuck yourself, Brody. Uh, unless you're listening right now and actually are enjoying it. In which yeah, case, if you listen and enjoy I, it, then I, fine. I, I mildly disagree with your review, uh, I and I it. think your usage of the English language is impeccable. <laughs> um, but uh, the chances of him listening right now are pretty slim. If you are, though, uh, give us a shout out and then tell us what horseshit this is. But other people like it, so fuck you. Well, so let's not spend any more time on um, current movies. Uh, let's get right into it. We're talking, uh, this This is a broad, one of our broad-themed podcasts. We're talking computers from our youth. Everything from video games to uh, plug-in sound blaster cards, right? Ooh, now we're talking. <clears throat> All right, well, uh, I get the royal pri- the privilege of starting this week, and I'm kind of going... Way to master the English language. I I've, will never. Uh, so I'm kind of trying to go in chronological order from, like, the earliest memories I have of computers to like later down the line. And from one of my earliest memories I talked about in this podcast before was we had a a, a Commodore 64 and, um, uh, with this Commodore 64, I one of the earliest memories I have in my life is being three years old and sitting on my mom's lap uh, playing Ghostbusters for Commodore 64. They had it set up in my, where my, crib was and eventually bed <laughs> uh next to it was a commodore 64 it was the c64c which... so i'm guessing it's the radiation in your crib then from that oh that i think the savercool did a lot worse to me oh, than that true. yeah so um <clears throat> the c64c was like uh uh the sleeker style uh it looked like a more like a, a current computer and it had a better sound chip um but that one is the one we bought. We bought it at Best Catalog Store. Oh hell yeah, conveyor belts. Yeah, with um, fr- I remember my pe- my dad wanted Frogger, but there was a particular game we got later down the line. Uh, the uh, the owner of the company we work for, Squeezer, um, mm-hmm. who's passed away, uh, gave my dad his original C sixty four. So we had two of them. And that had the slot for cartridges, and we got uh, this game, um, which I remember playing uh, Saturday and Sunday mornings with my brother. Do you you know what this is, just from listening? It's Tapper. And listen to this song right now. There's a big Mountain Dew sign on the screen, and this little like guy with a mask is shaking the Mountain Dews, and then they switch, and you have to pick which one isn't shook up. And I, we made up a song to it. It's like, the man is shaking the dew, and we'd sing, my brother and I would sing it because we were like idiots. And um, if, if you guess it right, like he does this little like, shimmy, but if you guess it wrong, like the, dew squirt, the Mountain Dew squirts in his face. Mm-hmm. But you played Tapper before, right? Um... Beer this tapper? actual tap. I've I've played Back to the Future. <laughs> no, this is. Is there Tapper in Back to the Future? Uh, it's fairly similar. <coughs> um. So, this was uh, there originally was uh, created by Bally Midway for Budweiser. Uh, so, like the actual arcade had like a Budweiser tap, and that was your controller. <sighs> That's awesome. Right. And um, then for kids, they made a root beer tapper, obviously, because uh, they couldn't huh. advertise alcohol to minors. Or adults that want a flavor in their beverage. Right. 
Uh, so on Commodore 64, uh, the Tapper, uh, the home versions of Tapper all had the Mountain Dew logo. Um, and then like the, there was a couple versions that had Pepsi, but most had the Mountain Dew logo, which is the one we had for Comedy 60, for Commodore 64. So it was basically Tap and Dew. Um, uh, he could have been serving uh, the TV2 crew. <laughs> Uh, so it's basically a guy and he's tapping a beer and throwing it down the aisle and satisfying customers. And then they'll send their empty glasses back, which you have to collect. And if you don't and they shatter on the glass, the level's over. But if the guys get to the end of the bar and you haven't served them, they'll grab your ass and throw you down the bar. Uh, sometimes they could leave money and you could go pick it up and the can-can dancers come out and dance. Um, and then like there's after you beat a level... There's um, a mid-level game where the guy shakes up the Mountain Dews, like I just said, and um, if you pick the right one, it, like it switches them up. Uh, it's like a, you know, pick the pick the right one. It switches them if you pick the right one. Like I said, it keeps this a shimmy. Uh, but this game, we fucking love this game, uh, Tapper, and we played it all the time. And it's one of my earliest memories and fun video games. Uh, you could still, if you go to Barcade in uh, Manhattan on 21st Street in uh, um, Chelsea, you could they've got one of those original Budweiser tapper machines. And uh, Enchantress said the one in L.A. Had, had a tapper machine too. So check it out. Find a, find a version of a tapper and give it a play. It's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, that's my first pick. Are we ready for Squeeze? First pick. You remember this sound? This is loading a disc, right? This is just turning it on. Oh, okay. Wait. Just listen to that hard drive start crackling. Yeah, it was a pull start like a lawnmower, right? <laughs> it was just as heavy <laughs> and generated just as much heat. Wow. And ran on gasoline. <laughs> I remember, so our first, I think I talked about this before our first family computer we ever got was a custom build uh from my uncle so like my uh my uncle on my mom's side uh, they had a uh, computer company and they made like mass bulk computers for you know companies so nothing nothing sexy and you know it wasn't necessarily designed for gaming and stuff like that it was very what was the practical. os uh, it was, uh, 93. Oh, wow. So, wait, 93? Yeah. There was no 93. 3.0, you mean? Or 3.0, yeah. Windows, th Windows 3.0. Windows 3.0, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Uh oh, Squeezer, just a little side note. I just got an what? alert from NAB. Oh, <clears throat> Adobe Premiere Pro CC now features AI-powered automatic color correction. So do you want to just go hang yourself in the closet? Um, wow, I am so glad I didn't oh, hi, spend that $7 to actually pick up my diploma because it's meaningless. <laughs> Absolutely meaningless. Schmuffin, I know you don't like the automatic color correction either. You hear? <laughs> I hear bitching about it too. Um, fuck, Jesus Christ. So, anyway, keep going. Your first computer. You had Windows 3.0. Do you remember how big we're, that was? We're talking about, yeah, yeah, my, my computer with four megs of RAM, maybe, 
And uh, I, I remember this number specifically because it was always odd to me. Um, but it was a, a 33 uh, meg hard drive. 33 megs. 33 particularly. I'm pretty sure because <clears throat> since they came from like the company that they're building, I'm pretty sure it was like partitioned. Right. For other corporate stuff, but whatever they gave us, what was left over. Right. And uh, so I am probably had like some real corporate secrets and shit on the other side of that hard drive that I didn't know of. Uh, but it, this thing was a beast. So it, it had... It had your, Jeez, your floppy nothing. drive. It had a CD drive in it, which, like, when you would hit that button on it on the front, it you would hear the gears spinning up on this thing, and it would open up like it was, like, the door of the Millennium Falcon coming down. Like, the amount of energy that would push this thing out that you could put a damn disc in, <laughs> which we didn't really have much of. Everything I had back then on this computer in particular, I remember, like, loading games like eight floppy disks. So that that, that uh, if you're at a C, CD drive, you, your first family computer was kind of late, um, or you just had a really good first family computer because I don't remember having a CD drive for like our fourth or fifth uh, family computer. Oh, well, this was '93. Yeah, that was. I guess that was a little later. Um, yeah, it was '93. Plus, like I said, it was cobbled together from the family. So yeah, well, we we got ours from a computer show. Remember those? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. I that's where I bought the parts for my my first uh, the first one that I built. It was at, probably like ninety seven. An ag hall like where they had like shitty old WWF wrestling matches, and then later ECW. That's, that's where I went. And yep. then, yeah, I, <clears throat> that's where <clears throat> my dad got his first, our first like actual like built PC with the CD drive, and that's that's where it uh, it had like Windows three point Windows. For work groups, it had the one that was able to connect to the internet. I just remember this thing had... It, it was maybe half as tall as it is wide and deep. Which, it's pretty wide and pretty deep. So this thing's quite monstrous. <laughs> and I just remember it had three buttons on the front. I don't remember what they all did. One was power. There was a reset button, like it was an NES... And then there was a third one, which I don't know what it did, because I would just click and play with it the entire time while it was on. I don't think it did anything. I hope it didn't. But then it also had an ace key on it. Hmm. Like the soda machine <laughs> keys. Yeah. It had oh, a, yeah, they all had those. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Those. That's Why? how you got into, like, where you put the hard drives, right, or something? No, this was, like, on the front of the casing, so, like, you can open up the front. Yeah, to, yeah, like, they all they all had, they all used to have ace keys yeah. on them, yeah. Um, but but this thing was just monstrous and a, a beautiful beautiful color 14 inch monitor, mm-hmm. um, which once everything's sitting on the desk you're still like face planning this thing because it sticks all like all like 22 inches from wall to but actually because it was so big it would actually be leaning over the front of the desk because it would the back of the monitor would be hitting the wall. Wow. But I just. And, of course, you get that rickety pre-IKEA. I don't know where you would buy it. This is pre-IKEA, but that kind of quality uh, particle board desk. And you're just putting this 350-pound behemoth that that cost your family an entire year's salary to save up for hmm. on top of this rickety desk. Right. Probably not the best of ideas. No, probably not. Um, 
And one speaker, I remember. It was one one mono speaker plugged into the back of it. Um, yeah, that's what they all had, yeah. Um, so we had our first with C64. Our first with a mouse was one of these guys. Computer shopping has never been better at Radio Shack. Here's proof. Our new ultra-high-performance 386SX 20 megahertz computer with 85-megabyte hard drive, only $12.99. And it's from Tandy, manufacturer of the best-selling PC compatibles in America. Or get a 286-based Tandy home office computer with color monitor and hard drive, only $899.95. Shop your friendly nearby Radio Shack. Great selection, superior service. Nobody compares. So <clears throat> this commercial is probably a little late from for this what I'm talking is Tandy Desktop. We had a Tandy 1000 uh, with, I'm sorry, tan, Tandy Deskmate. And it was like 3.05 or something like that. So this had like eight, uh, three and a half inch floppy disks with it that to get to the various different programs, uh, you had to um, swap out the disks. <clears throat> so this was, I love this. I played on it all day. And this was like, the difference between like what you can do with a Nintendo and what you can do with obviously a computer. So mm -hmm. it, boot, it boot up and then you could like, if you go into like the home organizer, there was like the personal. So there was like collections, uh, diary, home inventory, or travel planner. And the travel planner is really neat. It had like these suitcases across the top where you plan your day for how many days the trip was and like a packing list and everything, <clears throat> a diary, a diary which you could make and put a personal password on so everyone who made a new diary can make their own password. Then there was like the kitchen organizer that had like a cookbook with recipes from uh, Good Housekeeping because it had the Good Housekeeping seal of approval. Ah. Uh, my favorite was Grocery List. I don't know why. I always thought Grocery List was so cool the way it looked. It was very graphical. Uh, and Meal Planner. And then there was like a financial section that had the account information, checkbook register, checkbook balancer, and a math card. <clears throat> but there was, you know, there was other stuff. There was um, like the sound program that lets you like play like Bach or like some Christmas music and stuff. And I used to just sit there and play it. I don't know why my parents didn't fucking kill me. Uh, there was like a draw. There was an, like an early, um, there, like, a, like a paint. There was an early like text, like a text, what do they call it? Word processor. Uh, and there was like a, a hangman game that I would play a lot. That was really fun. But, uh, yeah, this was really cool, and I remember it vividly. I loved uh, Deskmate and just playing with it. And so you'd have to swap discs each time, like if you went from your your planner to your music. Yeah, and uh, certain, certain different things. You'd say, "Please insert disc six of eight, and then you just swap. You pull it. So I'm sure it's stored like what in the graphical GUI on the RAM. And then mm -hmm. when you pop the disc and swapped it, this like hourglass that said TC for Tandy Computer would come up and uh, then it would load it into the next interesting so that was there like a hard drive in it at all i don't think so it was all just ram memory okay and then and any other <clears throat> any other data everything would have to come directly off it would read off the, each disc each time yeah yeah huh so it was all uh, like a cartridge system pretty much kind of yeah interesting so that's that was the whole whole, whole deal. Uh, I loved it. It was really really cool. Uh, Tandy was was huge back in the day. You know the TRS eighties and schools and stuff. 
which was made to compete with the Apple II. Uh, then they started building, and then you know the, the uh, uh, Radio Shack used to be a big place where you'd go shop for a computer. Um, but uh, you know that that all changed <laughs> pretty quick. Oh, uh, you know what? I remember using I remember using the TRS eighties now. Yeah, in school. I remember playing Hangman on it. Yeah. Yeah, that was. I want to say maybe third grade, um, second or third grade. Um, I did uh, video support uh, this past month for uh, uh, David Tell and Jeff Ross. You know those two comedians. Mm-hmm. And uh, locally, there's a town that's across, like it's basically considered part of where we live, the Lehigh Valley, called Phillipsburg, New Jersey. For some reason, David Tell, he must know someone there. He kept making jokes about Phillipsburg. But his favorite, his favorite, my favorite joke he made the other night was like, "Come on, who wants to go with us to Phillipsburg? We can all, or he's who doesn't want to see the last Radio Shack?" <laughs> I had a good chuckle at that. I, I actually needed like something that would require a Radio Shack, like an immediate fix to something. <clears throat> you knowing who my I, dad was, you could imagine we were in Radio Shack at least once a week. Absolutely, it, not maybe more, usually more, but. It, it, it killed me to realize, like, when I went to go and see if the one that I thought was even open, because it was kind of early, it's not there anymore. And I'm like, oh, wow, okay. So I went for the next closest one that I remember. Like, five Radio Shacks that, like, I, like, you know, know where they're at and where to go. All gone. Which was I had no the first, idea. Which was the first one you went for? Uh... Uh, the one by the Walmart where they had that shootout the other night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's gone. Yeah. All gone. Uh, yeah, they're all gone. The one by the one by the movie our movie theater, Terminate, it's gone too. And that, that I thought would be the one that lasts forever. And uh, nope, it's gone. Hmm. Regardless, um, moving on, your next pick. And uh, this is going to be random. It is random. You like a little Daz band for you on uh, the Rad Years podcast? Is that what the fuck this is? Yes, with their hit song, Joystick. I've never heard this in my life. <laughs> Um, so yeah, joysticks. Well, I think I was going to find audio talking about joysticks. Um, I love me a good peripheral and I was a gamer kid. Did you have a, did you have a good quality joystick, Ryan? Uh, no, we had Atari 2600, some version, no, some version of Atari. It wasn't the 2600, but it was played 2600 games and, uh, that had a joystick and I hated it. Uh, so you you didn't have anything badass like a Logitech Wingman Extreme no no every every game we played on Commodore keyboard oh well I mean I I was a flight sim guy Uh, I liked liked my flight sim and of course you know like TIE Fighter and X-Wing I'm gonna pot this song down because I don't like it oh yeah yeah you can you can lose it I wanted to see how long you would I actually it's only like the last minute of the song it's like a six minute song (laughs) Jesus yeah. How can you not like that song? 
Oh. It led me down some weird rabbit holes. I ended with Morris Day in the Time. So. Oh, okay. Morris Day in the motherfucking time. Um. Yeah, so I, I was big into like my my flight games, my fighter game, my fighter jet games, all that kind of shit like that. And like I said before, I would build like a cockpit around like my monitor. <laughs> you told. Like, I, I think have, you've kind of told this already, right? Yeah, yeah, but. Uh, I obsessed, like, I would go to, uh, like, Circuit City or Radio Shack, and they would have, like, the, the joysticks on display, you know, like, like mounted. Oh, so you could feel you, them out? So you could feel them out, and you would stand there, and you'd, like, grip it, and you're, you're trading your ringworm with someone else's ringworm that was <laughs> previously gripping this thing. And there are some awesome ones out there. Like, there were some that were so realistic. They even had, like, safeties and stuff. Like, you'd have to, before you could fire, like, rockets, you have to flip it up and then, like, you know, then hit the button. Um, but I, I had uh, my main one, of course. It was the Logitech Wingman Extreme uh, 3D. And this is, like, the standard issue joystick. I guarantee you, if you're listening, to a good number of, Guys, if you're playing this, or girls, uh, this is what you had. Like, it was just, like, the default joystick uh, that everyone had. It was, like, a purple hue to it, rub, and then it had, like, the rubber collar on it, which could sometimes lead to trouble when you're trying to go, like, real hard, like, at certain angles, because it would start to get a little tight, and there are times where you just push so hard down, you'd knock the entire controller, like, just push it and knuckle it right to the desk. Uh, and it had all kinds of buttons on, like the thumb and uh, index finger, pinky trigger. It had the cool little uh, hat button, like directional thing. Mine even had a throttle on the base. There are some different models. Mine had a throttle. Oh, yeah. So you can fill your. Yeah. You had to map all that stuff out. I couldn't figure it out half the time I wasn't that bright. Um, but I, I love me a good, a good joystick. And then, like, you had others too where they, like, they promoted it. Um, like thrust, Thrustmaster, th- Thrust Master, they had like their licensed Top Gun one, mm-hmm. and it wasn't nearly as good as this one. It, but it just said Top Gun on it, which I guess was kind of cool. Um, but and then there was, of course, uh, like the pinnacle of it, uh, the SciTech Cyborg Two Thousand. Could that sound any more nineties to you? No, it's beautifully 90s and but it was like fully customizable i remember like you could take out little pieces and like move it around so you could like your you didn't have to hold your hand up you can rest your hand like on grips and stuff like that and oh that thing was sweet never got to have it just got to try it out in the store oh yeah i know now those were all for pc there is one that you should all just check out and look at that was uh, later uh, down the road, when uh, Xbox was in its prime, and this was probably like 2001, 2002, but uh, you ever hear of the game Steel Battalion? Uh, no. It was like one of those mech, you know, like mech games where you're, you know, like mech warrior. You're basically a, they call them vertical tanks, VT, you get it? Yeah, they, they're walking tanks. Uh, kind of like in okay. uh, Ready Player One. <clears throat> yeah. Like that. Iron Giant. Um, but uh, you would control it using – so this controller was so awesome. Um, and they only made so few of them because it cost 200 bucks for this game because you had to buy the controller along with it. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. And uh, it's considered one of the great blunders in like, you know, video gaming hardware. Uh, but it had came with two joysticks, one on each side, and then it also had a center console with an addition like twenty buttons on it, and then it also came with foot pedals. This was so cool. So when you'd get in, you'd have to actually go through like the proper like, like uh, firing order and stuff like that to like get your thing up and running. You'd have to physically flip switches and stuff. Only you and, would like that. Oh my god, yes, of course I would. <laughs> And, like, you'd have to actually, like, if you're going to explode, you have to eject in time. Yeah, that's why the fact that you haven't played Silent Service, dry, like, boggles my mind. I know. I want this. Like, we I'm talked about this. You, you actually pilot off instruments, and that, that would be your dream. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> I mean, up, that's up there with me building uh, those roller coasters that abruptly end in Roller Coaster Tycoon and just enjoying the terror. Yeah, we really need to have you uh, checked out. I'm pretty. I'm good. I'm good. Um, <clears throat> so that's a uh, uh, pretty good peripheral. I don't have any peripheral talk, uh, but I do remember the first way we ever signed online uh, to the internet, and that was through this service. Did you get a computer recently? Well, congratulations. You can now join hundreds of thousands who've discovered Prodigy, a service that has hundreds of practical uses, hundreds of things to enjoy. Connect Prodigy to your computer and get stock quotes almost as fast as a broker. Play educational games. Get sports scores faster than on TV. Shop at home. Discover all you can do for just $9.95 a month on Prodigy. Finally, what the PC was invented for. See it at a dealer near you. That dealer was Sears. This was owned by Ooh. Sears. So uh, do you remember Prodigy at all? I do, yeah. We had it. My sign in. my bitch up, right? What's that? Smack my bitch up. <laughs> Firestarter. That is the Prodigy. Oh. This is Prodigy. Gotcha. Uh, so um, our, for, for as far as we're concerned... Uh, I'm looking to see online service. There we go. Prodigy online service. I'm pretty sure it was owned by Sears. Okay. The roots of Prodigy date to a 1980 merger. uh, Well, not merger. When his broadcaster CBS and AT&T formed a joint venture uh, called Venture One uh, to test this. uh, It was like a TV set-top box that would give like news, sports, and weather. Oh, yes. Yeah. The things that you it's like when the iPhone first came out, like the apps for like news, stocks, and weather. You know what I mean? It's like the first. Yeah, no one else really knew what to do with it. Yeah. So uh, in 1984, um, Prodigy was founded as Trintex uh, between CBS and IBM and retailer Sears. Uh, so this is where we came in, and my dad got it. our sign-in. My sign-in was JYEV35C. Obviously, that oh, it just rolls off the tongue, right? My dad's was JYEV35A, Chris was B, I was C, and my grandpa was D or F. I forget who there was other. My dad would just make one, so like we were pretty locked out of spending any money. Uh, my my friend, uh, um, from from school had they had a uh, a Packard Bell computer from Sears that was like a Sears brand. Remember Packard Bell? Oh, yeah. So uh, this is no relation to Heward Packard, uh, as far as I know. Um, 
and they had a Packard Bell computer that was pretty pretty boss, and he had access to like the pay- like there was this game called Guts where you could play free. It was like a trivia game, and you could play it free uh, every week once, but then you could play like the more uh, for fifty cents each game. You could actually play like a true version of the Guts. Like wait, they really nickel wait, and dime. So they had microtransactions in like nineteen eighty eight. Oh, absolutely. They're, everything costs money. You want to do everything on this. Uh, uh, I think that Farmville, right? Uh, and but they they were unlike um, like AOL, which charged per hour. Uh, Prodigy was flat rate until 1993, and then everybody left. But by then we had like internet from Pentella Day, like internet from you know we had a cable modem in '94 before anyone else. There's this big Zenith box. We had like Winsock and Gopher, and I think our first web browser was called Mosaic. But back to Prodigy, uh, there were the GUI. So like the cool thing was like you could you could search for shit. Uh, like like there was like a Sears store, and um, uh, it wasn't until 1994 that you could start getting on the actual World Wide Web. And like browsing the websites, but before that, it was all just like browsing whatever Prodigy put up there. Uh, so you have to, you'll have to go back, like if you want to see it and, and, and what it actually the 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 GUI. It was pretty goddamn like early and, and uninnovative, but it was you're on the fucking internet, and there was like a chat, and um, I used to like this is you're gonna. Like oh, but I was, my grandpa would log in and chat with me, and that was the only Aww. person. Yeah, because that was it. Uh, but yeah, I, Prodigy was our first like foray into the internet, um, and this was like late eighties, early nineties. So yeah, yeah, I want to say it was good. So ninety three, it was probably like ninety five by the time we got online. Yeah, we had a cable modem by then. Uh, I, I had we had a. Uh, it's. I remember. I remember the day we got, went to DSL, and I thought it was the greatest thing in the world. Well, right. I'm, but you didn't have an engineer as a father, so like a like a big fucking dork. That would have been awesome. I love trains. The company he worked for didn't start making real money until they sold internet. Like selling cable was one thing, but once the industry shifted to cable and internet the real money came in. That was like a huge boom for the cable industry. And it's funny, you hear the people talking about cutting cords, cutting cords, ditching cable. Well, you still got, you could cut your cord, but you still need internet from someone and you're probably going to buy it from a cable company. Yeah, I I have a choice here. It's either, I can either go stay with the cable company or go uh, DSL. So you stay with the cable company. Yeah, I stay with the cable company. Right, because you want... And it's honestly just as not much more to actually just go with the full package. I actually save money by adding a phone line that I don't even know the phone number to. Right. But the cable companies will start saving money once they could once once everyone cuts cords and they no longer have to pay carrier fees to like ESPN. Mm-hmm. Like Yeah. You know, then just yeah. I'll I'll when if then like if you want a channel, you just pay for the channel. That's just mm-hmm. what it's gonna turn into. But we're good at getting ahead of ourselves. Or um yes. uh let's go on to your Next pick. Uh, 
I can't believe you actually sent me 30 minutes of this. <laughs> I pl I didn't know this game stopped after 30 minutes. So you pulled video of a playthrough? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I played this game for hours on end. This game being uh, 3D pinball for Windows uh, dash Space Cadet. Or Space Cadet Pinball, if you want to call it. You know, most people call it. This game, this was like my favorite game ever. And it was one of those free ones packaged with uh, uh, Windows 95, along with your Solitaire and your Minesweeper. Right. This was like the big improvement uh, to those like, oh, a fun game. Uh, I remember playing uh, Solitaire and not knowing how to play it and just playing and playing and playing until I figured it out. Because it never really tells you, but you know how the cards glow when you're on the make a right move? Oh, really? Yeah, you didn't know that? No. Yeah, like, no, I just, my grandparents taught me how to play Solitaire, so I just... No, no one ever taught me how to play anything. So I would just like play on the computer and play and play and eventually... I figured it out. Now it's one of my favorite things. Like if I'm sitting bored on my phone, I'll play solitaire. Yeah, it is. It's a good time killer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Space Cadet Pinball probably killed more time than it should have for me. Uh, th this, I love this game. So it came out of... So Full Tilt Pinball was a game uh, made by uh, Cinematronics and Maxis mm -hmm. of the Sims fame. Uh, and they had... There were a couple, like, different boards that they had. Like, there was a pirate one, a dragon one, and a space one. Well, Microsoft, you know, had a good relationship with Maxis, and they, they purchased this uh, form of the, of the pinball game to release with Windows 95, and it released from 95 through XP. Um, now, there are a few changes, like gameplay changes and stuff that they, that they did, and the one big thing that they do is take the music out, right. so there was no... No music, but you could use other. There was no reason to listen to that when you had your computer there and you had your one mono. Or at this point, I think I might have had stereo speakers. Um, you know, you can play your favorite, you know, wave file or something in the background and listen to some music while you're playing this. Uh, but it, this was the coolest thing that I liked about this was like there were missions and you would upgrade as, as you went through and try to hit different objects and stuff uh, to rank up uh, and like boost your score even more. And there was some like, it was like a hyperdrive thing where it like sucked the ball in and launch it out even faster. There are things where you'd have to fuel up your ship. And my favorite part about it was at the very top, like when you launch your ball, there's three little uh, areas that it could like drop through three little sections that light up and each time it goes through one that lights up but when you click the bumper it changes the where the light is so each time you click it like the light moves to the right mm -hmm. and when you light all three up like you get bonus points so like you're trying to shoot it through there but then also clicking the bumpers while the ball's up at the top and you're playing a game with the ball trying to like get it lined up just right and there's like lots of different little challenges and stuff that really made this game different and stand out for its time. And to be to come free with your uh, with Windows, I mean, it was I loved it. It was awesome. Well, that's pretty. And cool. the sound effects were awesome. 
and uh, really obnoxious when you crank it up. Really Remember what a pain in the ass it was to install Windows 95? <laughs> oh, this was I, your reward. I remember installing it and specific, specifically being uh, drove in nuts. I don't know if I'm mastering the English language like Brody, but um, yeah, I, it was such a pain in the ass installing that. I remember then after, because like when I built my PC, I just remember always loading different versions of Windows. I felt like all I did once I built this damn computer, I never actually got to use it for anything other than just trying to make it work. And so I'd always have like weird, like pirated versions of Windows and stuff and different software. And I was always trying to find like a little back door into making stuff work on it. Yeah, absolutely. I know. I know what you mean. Uh, all right. Um, we're over the halfway point. We're getting to the end. Uh, you ready for my next one? Mm-hmm. There we go. Do you know what this music's from? Just take it in for a minute. For a second. Oh, yeah. We're talking Wolfenstein, Wolfenstein 3D. Oh, yeah. So, back in the early 90s, this was the computer game. Before there was Doom, which was made by the same... Uh, same developers. Uh, and, like, I don't even think, until I got it on my iPhone a couple years ago, I played the full game. Because <laughs> when you bought the shareware version, you only basically had one level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the only version we'd get. And then, like, you'd go to computer shows and ham fests and you'd get different, like, mods of the game with, like, Hillary Clinton and uh, Barney. Barney and Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. Yeah, I have. Where's my disc? That's what I can set. People have hated Hillary Clinton. Uh, not to get political, but because, um, I mean, I voted for her, of course. But uh, people. Uh, why did they pick Hillary Clinton as their presidential candidate? Because people have hated her since 1992. Uh, they would would composite digital versions of her into video games to murder. <laughs> Way Along back with then. Barney. Along with Barney. Yeah, people hated her as much as they hated Barney. So I, don't, I never got it. Um, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, this game was the ultimate and 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 fun uh for just like controlling with your computer and like scary like and uh the getting the different guns and stuff that door opens and you see one of the gestapo guys in the white right in front of you and you just you know you're dead right the dogs killing the german shepherds that always made me sad yeah uh so we, w- w- I remember my dad had a Tandy, um, eight, eight, I think it was an 1800 HD. So it was this giant laptop with a blue monochrome screen. And it, the battery lasted maybe like 30 minutes on it. And I remember we were at a ham show and I got a copy of Wolfenstein. And he's like, there's no way you're going to get that running on this computer. And I sat there and like for, for younger people who don't understand what it took to get a, a game loaded. <laughs> Like, you might not know that there was, like, some work to it, especially, like, an old shareware discs. Like, they, you just didn't put it in and t- run, and it ran. 
like you'd have to know your way around like like your boot log and everything. So I remember sitting in my dad's then my dad's uh, Bronco or or Suburban or whatever the fuck he had at the time and just like tapping away at this thing and then like come on come on come on I got to get it and then I eventually got it to run and I was like dad dad I got Wolfenstein running on your laptop. It's a really cool moment for me. And this thing was like a laptop in the sense that like if you took an iMac and laid it on your lap, <laughs> like a 27-inch <laughs> iMac, and laid it on your lap, and it was three times, three, four, five, six, six times thicker than an iMac. <laughs> Just that was it. And the screen was very small, but uh, most of it was battery and processor. It was, but it was still fucking cool. It was really cool. You remember these, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really cool, yeah. My, uh, my friend's dad had one um, for his work. So, yeah, that was, uh, uh, my dad would program radios with them at work, and um, I would load Wolfenstein onto it. Uh, and uh, the different versions were always really cool to play, so that was, that was an early memory. Uh, and just a little a shout out to talking about internet porn. This is something I forgot to pull out, but I want to talk about it. Hmm. Uh, my friend with the Packer Bell computer, we used to have this this book. There was no Google or Anything back then, there was, uh, uh, what the fuck was the early search engine called? Um, early search engines. Alta Vista, I think, I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they weren't even that good. Uh, web crawler, uh, ask.com, Alta Vista was the one, Lycos. Um, Yahoo was actually born in 94, but I don't remember, remember popular. But we had... Uh, this big book, it was like a two, two Bibles, and it was the Internet Yellow Pages. Do you remember those? <laughs> the, the idea of it's ridiculous. Right. Um, but it, so like there was very – so there was Playboy.com essentially, Playboy, and you could download like a still image of a woman like in a tasteful nude, you know, not a triple X picture. And we'd wait like – We'd be at his house, like like a slumber, like still sleepover party at his house. Like we'd be out riding, watching him, like convinced, like he smoked. I, you know, I didn't fuck with cigarettes, but he, you know, we'd go to the gas station like two in the morning. He convinced like a twenty year old to buy him cigarettes, and we'd play firecrackers and smoke bombs and spray cologne and do idiot things kids do. And then you know, we at the computer, we'd why in be- when we started, we'd start downloading the picture, go do all that stuff, come back three hours later. And print out the picture, you know, and then one of us would get off with it and realize okay. that if you got any liquids on the picture that you printed out with an inkjet, the image will smear. Uh, but yeah, that was that was. Now kids just can you know go on the internet and find on their phone and find anything. Was there a, like a wall or anything? What do you mean a wall? Like like a paywall or uh, an age uh, there verification? Was, there, no, 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 no. one would no, know how to exactly, do it yet. Exactly. So. But I think the only people were doing it were kids. So my dad tried to install like an early version of NetNanny on our computer. And I, How'd I, that work out? Well, I hacked it within, I think, 20 minutes. And I, ins- I, I, I put all the like locks on his account. He was furious. <laughs> yeah, so then he eventually gave up and realized he couldn't. Uh, it was really, it was really easy to hack. Uh, it was essentially like you reboot in master mode and get in. Like, it, like even like the account modes in early Windows ninety five were a joke. 
but yeah, so I just wanted to bring that up about early internet porn. I don't know if you have similar stories. No, I was a good boy. No, we were never were. But uh, that's what the internet was essentially invented for. So cheers to it. Uh, it's your guy, your next pick here. Uh, let's hear what it is. Winner. Winner. It really whips the llama's ass. That takes me back. Yeah. I don't know why why it does. I don't know what their problem is with uh, pack animals. But, is that it? <laughs> no. Oh, oh, you just kind of stopped there. Yeah, I, I I wasn't sure if you had any insight into what their issue is. Oh, no, no. I, I remember South Winamp. American. Until Music Match Jukebox came around, Winamp was my... Oh, I have Music Match Jukebox. Yeah, I remember that. Because that was the one that was yeah. compatible with iPods. And then, mm-hmm. I, and then I quickly got my first iMac. I, I, my first iMac was in 2000, I think, th- three... Uh, mm-hmm. And it was one of those uh, <coughs> lampshade Macs. Yeah. And um, did you have a pink one? No, they, these were only white. It wasn't the oh, bubble okay. Macs. It was the lampshade ones with the flat screens. Oh, gotcha. And it was uh, OS ten, OS one of the first OS ten Macs. And it, I my then I I haven't. This was no. This was oh fuck. It was yeah. It was oh three. I haven't touched a really a Windows computer since. Uh, so, 97, Winamp launched. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't the first, but it was the first real widely used MP3 player. And mainly because it was just so easy it was and really simple. Easy, yeah. um, the one that everyone would kind of, when you think of Winamp, like the, the look at it, like the that bluish gray hue with the uh, buttons and then you know the equalizers green text and all that stuff mm-hmm. that came around like with eight or with the uh sorry 98 with uh, their 2.0 version and that thing was a hit and that thing was a hit for years and that i mean i use i used forever and then even after and like a couple years later they came out with a 3.0 version and it sucked and they basically reverted back to their 2.0 because no one wanted the 3.0 version and what was awesome about it was like they were really ahead of the game as far as like user created content for it goes, uh, like as far like plugins and skins were the big one. Yeah, right. Like you could yeah. reskin this and make it like there were some that were just god awful looking, and yeah. there's no reason to ever like why would you want to do that? Because and the original is pretty cool. I like yeah look at the original, um, but yeah, you can have like make custom skins to make you know your player look like whatever you wanted. Uh, but yeah, th- this is how it, when you all your pirated music that you downloaded or or ripped Napster. Uh, yeah, th- then, this is what this is what I played it on. And then LimeWire, and then fuck, there were some other ones in between there. Uh, LimeWire. Uh, what was the one with the bear? Bear? Bear share? I was big on LimeWire for a long time, even before and after. Uh, uh, Kazaa. Bear Kazaa, share. yeah. Morpheus. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are, ooh. Yeah. And by then, BitTorrent started taking off. And now, uh, now I legally get it all through Apple Music streaming. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, that's the other thing. That That's what I loved about Winamp was just the simplicity of it. Now, granted, you weren't, like, really connected to anything. You could download, like, album artwork and stuff from it. And the later versions, like, you know, then they came out with their version 5, which uh, oh, remember made new, it look like an old, like, boombox from, like, 2000. Right. Like, it had that silver fascia to it. Remember Nutella with a G? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Remember the Nutella. Mm, Nutella. I'm really not a fan. Um... But yeah, eventually, like they did come out with like uh, podcast support and streaming support and stuff for like you know internet radio because uh, it went on until 2013. Like AOL bought them up for like 80 million dollars in shares back in '99. Yeah. Um, with Nullsoft. Uh, uh, but yeah, in like 2013, uh, it got bought out again, and it was just kind of broken down and shut down they pulled all their support they pulled it off of uh google play and all that and uh their website there's a website up like saying like new stuff is coming soon um it's been five years i don't there's just is there a place for it you know there's so many you know different ways to get it now like i mean unless it's gonna work on your iphone no no, exactly. Yeah. But at the same time, like, this is where I was going with that. iTunes is just so, uh, it's overwhelming to me. So, like, you know, it's been almost 10 years since iTunes has been offering its tracks free of DRM. Really? It's crazy. Demonoid, Mini Nova, Pirate Bay, ISO Hunt. I remember all these. These were. Mm-hmm. It's been so many years since. It's been a lot of time. I remember that phone call that I got. Uh, that they had caught me for downloading. I believe I was downloading episodes of Thirty Rock. Right. Because I wanted. I missed like the. I missed the premiere in like the first like two weeks of it because of work. And this was back at a time where you didn't have a DVR and they didn't replay it. And what was I gonna do? And, you know, like my OCD, I just can't start watching a show. I need to start from the beginning. Right. So, like, to me, I'm like, before I can continue watching this show, I need to watch the first two episodes. So I went and downloaded them. Well, I guess they were flagged and they were watching them. And I got a fun phone call from uh, my service provider saying that uh, they caught me then. I needed to delete these files and delete the program that I used to download it. Yeah, sure. Fuck it. And I I remember because... Uh, now Mrs. Now Mrs. Squeezer was standing next to me, alongside me, and another good friend of ours, Wendell, who worked alongside us. And the looks on their faces when I explained to her, but ma'am, I use that program for legitimate downloads as well. That, that was a lie. Um, I don't think there is a good legitimate purpose for any BitTorrent other than well, oh, stealing. It's funny but, that... Um, they finally realized that if they just gave people access to all this stuff, all the stuff they wanted, give people like a legal way to get it. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, piracy still up, but for me, I, I mean, not that I ever pirated, but if I would have pirated, sure. I haven't pirated in many, 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 many years. It's not worth the effort. It's not when you could just for a couple bucks, you get whatever you need. Yeah, a couple bucks, or you you slap an ad on the front of it, and uh, right, 
pay for it that way. Or and there's so much great still- stuff for free, like the Rad Years podcast and Absolutely. like and YouTube. Uh, like you know, we come to a time where, um, and we don't advertise, so it's just we're just doing this out of because we enjoy it. The kindness of our hearts. Well, I, I wouldn't go that far, but we enjoy well, doing it. So. We enjoy doing it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we'd be doing it anyway. We'd be doing just, it anyway. We'd be doing it anyway. Yeah. But, uh, man, I had a thought and now it's gone. All right. Well, we should move on. It was a good one, too. If it comes back, we'll bring we it should. Up. All right. So, my next. Until then, you shall continue to whip the asses of llamas. So, Squeezer. Yes. One of my first, uh, I, I, I know you probably think that it's going to take a team of doctors to to fix me, but one of my f- first early doctors was Dr. Spatzow. Dr. Spatzow, my creative labs. Please enter your name. C-H-E-K-H-O-V. Hello, Chekhov. My name is Dr. Spatzow. I am here to help you. Say whatever is in your mind freely. Our conversation will be kept in strict confidence. Memory contents will be wiped off after you leave. So, you remember Dr. Spatzow? I do not, no. So, it was, it came with, uh, I, I teased Sound Blaster uh, cards by Creative Labs. Uh, so, this was like a distributed program with Sound Blaster. And it stood for, Spatzow was S-B-A-I-T-S-O. And it standed. It stood for uh, Sound Blaster Artificial Intelligent Text to Speech Operator. So this was like early 1990s, and my friend on the street had it, and we just ask it the most ridiculous stuff, and like try and get it to say curse words. Uh, but the program would like converse with you uh, as if it were a psychologist, and most of its responses were like, "Why do you feel that way?" <laughs> And it would like try and like repeat your question back to you. And when you would like give it something it didn't understand, it would reply like, that's not my problem. Uh, but uh, like if you could like really like beat this thing down and try and get it to like swear and like really be mean to it, Dr. Spatza would actually break down and say parody error and reset itself. And then go back to, hello, my name's Dr. Spazzo. I am here to help you. <laughs> uh, did it really help you? No. God, no. It was just an exercise in the technology. Yeah, exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. Is he more useful than Siri? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing my phone at the wall is more useful than Siri. <laughs> the pro- I swear, more and more she pops up to help me when I don't need her damn help. I, I turned it off on my phone. That's not a bad idea. I kind of like leaving it on because it irritates Mrs. Squeezer even more than it irritates actual Squeezer. Right. So when it when it does happen, I, I enjoy the look on her face of disgust because we, she, I, I I got her to go with the whole iPhone thing, and she's still not a fan to this day, and she can't wait to go back. Oh, to uh, I see. I I've I've yeah. had uh, an Android mm-hmm. uh, as a second phone, and I I do not like it. I miss my yeah. BlackBerry. Yeah, I've been there. I don't mind. For me, it's the integration with all my other shit. I'm kind of stuck, which is what they want. Right. So. Yeah. I I want to go to a I want to go to an iPhone for my music and YouTube and Netflix and everything, but mm-hmm. like no texting. I want to go back to a BlackBerry for my everything else. 
Sure. I love my little Blackberry. Uh, and we were watching, uh, Enchantress and I were watching uh, Happy Endings. Remember that show? It didn't last long. And the one yeah, girl, yeah. The one girl's using her Blackberry. I'm like, oh, I miss my Blackberry. My Blackberry Curve. That was the perfect phone. Anyway, this was, there was also different versions like Alice and Eliza that did things like this that were made by MIT that were better. But the one designed by Creative Labs for Sound Blaster was basically designed to showcase digitized voices the cars were able to produce. Uh, but it, you know, it was far from lifelike. <clears throat> so this was cool, and we we play with it all the time. But yeah, that that was Doctor Spadeso, and um, now it's time for your uh, last pick. And uh, there's looks like two different parts here. Uh, uh, yeah, you can play the second part whenever uh, when we talk it up. All right, here we go. Let that be justice for all. Let them be this for all. It's one small step for man. You don't understand. Willie was a salesman. Say simply, very simply, with hope, good morning. I feel like I've learned so much already. Were they talking death of a salesman there, Willie Loman? I think so, yeah. I don't know. I never got to that part. Uh... Biff. Of of the sixty two thousand articles in Encarta ninety five, <laughs> we had a yeah. we had a CD ROM encyclopedia that wasn't Encarta. Oh, but I like I it was our first CD ROM thing, and I mm-hmm. was I was obsessed with. It. There's videos of like, and, and and I still do the same thing now with like YouTube and uh, Wikipedia, but that was like my first dive into it. I forget. I would love to find yeah. out who made it. Um, trying to think who are the other. <laughs> Don't think of it now. Let's continue. Talk about Encarta. Was it Compton's? It might have been Compton's, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Encarta, Encarta 95. So, yeah, they ran from 93 to 09. Uh, and in the later years, uh, it wasn't a CD. It was a, uh, it was web based, but it was still behind a paywall. Oh yeah. Like you'd have to buy the service that you could then go online and get the information. Uh, you can understand why it doesn't exist anymore because there's like no place for it. We were talking about this earlier. How ridiculous it is. Like, well, I mean, it's no different than an encyclopedia. Back, you know, back in the day, as soon as that book is printed, it's out of date. That that information, it's out of date. Yeah. So when you have at your fingertips the entire world of information that's updated instantly. I was searching Comden. Sorry. <laughs> it might have been Comden's. Okay. Um, yeah, that was some of the competition. They were actually earlier before Encarta even did it, uh, or Microsoft did it. Encarta was created by uh, an advertising firm, like the t- the name and everything, to make it sound smart. Um, but yeah, Microsoft made a push for this, and they actually licensed Funkin' Wagnall uh, for their. It's not like Microsoft went out and gathered all this information. They just took Funkin' Wagnall and created it. Put uh, packaged it. Into I'd, I'd a, like to sidebar. Um, Funk and Wagnall made the Charlie Brown encyclopedias. Oh. And now they're defunct. 
Wikipedia oh. put them all out of business. Yeah. There. Oh, actually, what's funny? They uh, I read that Encarta lasted longer uh, than Funkin' Wagnalls actually did. It's like they 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 stopped printing and were pretty much defunct as a uh, resource uh, when while well, Encarta was still releasing uh, in ninety in two thousand nine. Oh. Uh, but along with it. Now it's all you know, you know, fun squeezer. I know how to have a good time reading articles, looking at pictures, especially maps. Gotta love maps. Right. Um, there was a game that could challenge you, Mind Maze. And if you remember the theme, remember this? Nope. I never oh. had Encarta. You never even played it, even in school or something like that. Nope, I went to Catholic school for most of that. And we didn't have. Oh, okay, yeah. There's like, there's like wizards and stuff. They we st- still those TRS eighties when I was in yeah. Catholic school. Um, so it, Mind Maze, it's a trivia game where you would go through a castle, and each room there'd be someone in there, and they would ask you a multiple choice question. And the best part is like, so they create this interface. And you have like the the text, like the question shows up in like this uh, elaborate, like scroll like, uh, you know, the v- shows up on like a scroll with a fancy cue or whatever. And then uh, you have your questions down below or your answers down below. But when you click on the answer, whether you're correct or wrong, the text for that still shows up in your like typical gray blue barred window box right over top of it really they didn't they, yeah it's funny like just i, I don't want to say that it's breaking the immersion but it's like you guys really couldn't have figured out one more piece to your your interface okay it's very strange um but i i played the hell out of this <clears throat> Uh, and I wasn't that good at it. I'm not going to lie. But a lot of times you can just kind of guess your way through. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was just one of those fun time killers when you weren't um, playing Space Cadet Pinball. And I really don't think I ever retained any of the information. See, I still I still remember things I looked up. And it was stupid stuff that I Like we would go to Rehoboth Beach all the time and they had like some old video on their clip. So I I was just and then I would look I was always obsessed with like different like traveling the world and I didn't even get to Paris till last year with Enchantress who like like suggested it and I finally had like like an opportunity to go and have a wonderful time with her but I was obsessed with like all those cities and it was like some sort of like Un, you know, I don't know if you felt the same way but it was some sort of like unknown universe undiscovered universe as a kid and I just watch these videos of it and just think that it was just something I would never see in my life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I, I was, that's why like the encyclopedia programs. Yeah. It was like a little adventure. It was exactly, exactly. And, like. and at the same time too, like it, just the way it was, I mean, the encyclopedias that you would go through, like they're just text and text and text and the occasional picture right this it, it, it was a pleasure to browse through it really was right uh it, it did have a nice interface and yeah it, it was uh, dare i say it was fun to learn 
Now, I mean, when you're in the end, what was it? What did I say? 62,000 articles that they had. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the time that it went under, a Wikipedia already had 3.1 million. Right. And only, I think Right or wrong. 3.1 million. are correct. Yeah. No, Wikipedia's gotten really good um, because yeah. as many people as... The problem with when you... When you when you think okay this is going to be bullshit because it's it's curated by the people but there's as many people out there who want to like type A who want to fix things and make it right as there yeah. are who many who want to fuck things and it might be fucked up for a day or two but eventually someone's going to come in and fix it because they can't help themselves yeah um, and then but here but here's what blew my mind do you know how much this sold for when it initially launched how much four hundred dollars really. The software. Yeah. For the software, for one disc. Do you think on card, obviously. Immedi- immediately cut down to like 100 bucks, and then they started packaging it with the computers themselves. Right. So now, now, like, Wikipedia is here, and Encarta led to it. But mm-hmm. do you think we would, uh, we would be able to do this show? I mean, I, I think we both have great memories, and we both have great memories of all this stuff. But quite honestly, I use Wikipedia. Every single time I research a show, uh, and I and I, I like I love everything about Wikipedia and falling down those holes. Do you think we would be able to even do this show without if Wikipedia didn't exist today? Uh, not not with some of the in depth to it. Yeah, you know, the the you know like I I wouldn't have been able to tell you that you know it originally sold for four hundred bucks, right? Um. And and stuff like that, but yeah, you know me. I like and you know me how I like to then take it and dive a little bit deeper. Like I like to find some source material and well, well, well that's uh, why I have that contemporary that, sources. That uh, subscription to newspapers dot com. I'll research something mm-hmm. on Wikipedia, then I go try and find like sources, and then I'll read more. And um, like it's incredible what you could find, but yeah, Wikipedia is a big. And and here's the thing. If you went on Encarta and like, all right, I am going to do some uh, research on. I'm digging through old notes. I'm trying to find an old topic that's random as hell. Mr. Belvedere. Ah. I'm not going to find any information about Mr. Belvedere on Encarta. No. Because someone in a fancy suit with. elbow pads doesn't think that it's in the necessary interest of the people i'm talking about you brody that mr belvedere uh should be included i hope he's listening he's probably a really big fan um just made him cry just made him cry fuck him fuck him i bet you he didn't like mr belvedere either i bet he didn't uh no he is european so he probably does they love that Anyway, um, we're wrapping up. And before we wrap up, do I have time to do a quick like shout out of something that I was suggested and I, I looked it up and now I'm jealous I never played it? Um, yeah, sure. You're going to pr- plug your book again? <laughs> no, I, c- I can if you want. I have uh, Hit and Run, uh, yes. a book about John Peters and uh, Peter Gruber and how they swindled Hollywood. But no, this was a game called uh, Donald Duck's Playground. Do you remember this game, Squeezer? Let me look this up. So Enchantress told me this was one of her favorite early uh, uh, computer games to play. 
And I looked it up, and I'm so pissed. I never got a chance to play this game. It, it, it so it's basically like Donald Duck, and he has to create like a like it's, it's like a sim game. He has to yeah, create a business. Are you looking at it now? I'm looking at pictures of it. This yeah, is awesome. Yeah, it looks awesome. Um, I'm jealous. I never. So I'm gonna try and find an emulator and play it with her. But uh, whoever's played Donald Duck uh, Playground, let us know your your thoughts on it and what the best version was because. This looks fun. We might, I might try and play like the DOS or the C64 with her and see how it does. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, she was telling me about this game and I'm like, I never heard of it. And I looked it up and this fucking looks awesome. That's yeah, really cool. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's, uh, that's our computer talk for the week. We, we went up almost an hour and a half on computers. That, that oh. was honestly, I had fun digging deeper in that because I don't think about it anymore. Yeah, yeah, me too. I didn't, I haven't thought about a lot of that stuff in a long time and it was fun and, to like, revisit. You just take it for granted. Yeah. Like all, uh, you look back on it and you laugh, like just the times and the the amount of heat just being pumped out of that thing in the back. But I mean, at the time that was just, it was, it was groundbreaking. Uh, yeah. And hopefully, um, you know it, it continues to uh we continue to keep these memories alive like there's emulators for a desk mate and commodore 64 and uh the c64 minis out in europe it's coming out here soon it's like a, it's like a mini version of the keyboard that doesn't work but it, it, like there's you could load games onto it it's pretty cool i saw a few reviews online uh, i'm looking forward to getting one but uh, hopefully they keep stuff like that coming. Uh, look how popular the NES and the SNES Mini are. There is a look. I mean, the fact that people listen to our podcast is proof that there is a market out there for nostalgia and um, retro shit. So keep it coming, and um, yeah, that's all. That's I think that's all we have for this week, right, Squeeze? I believe so. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Uh, this has been the Radiers Podcast. I'm RK. I'm Squeezer. Good night, everybody.